Hey, podcast listeners. I'm Laura Ohms, and we're back with our third Edge Athlete Lounge podcast here with Josh Milberg discussing his marathon training and community with other people and much more. But a quick note about the timing of this podcast first. We recorded this at the end of September, right before the Chicago Marathon. Obviously, it's the end of November now, so there's been a bit of a time lapse. That's because I was super pregnant when we recorded, and I actually went into labor the very next day after I met with Josh. We were cramming in as many recordings as possible before the baby came. But we are back on track and looking forward to sharing this episode with you. Josh is an incredible person and athlete. I think you'll find what he has to share about his training, personal life, and story quite inspiring. So enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the Edge Athlete Lounge podcast. Today we have with us Josh Milberg, who is an Edge member and also has joined the Chicago Marathon Training Group at Edge for this season and summer, and that marathon is coming up in about a week and a half now, which is super exciting. So um, he is with us today. This is his second marathon that he's training for, so we're excited to have him on. So hello, Josh. Hey, happy to be here. And welcome to our podcast. Thank you for coming and spending time with us today. So uh, we're going to go over a lot of different questions with Josh, but we'll just start with this. Um, What caused you to sign up for the Chicago Marathon this year? Well, so I did it last year. Last year was my first. I got into marathon running and endurance sports about two and a half years ago and really fell in love with it, um, fell in love with the way that it made me feel and also fell in love with uh, the opportunity to to compete uh, with so many other people and to do something that was really challenging and go through the journey. Um, So that was two years ago. that I decided I was going to do the marathon. It had always been a dream. And so I went for it and I did my first one last year and I left a few minutes out on the course. And so I figured this was my year to try and get those minutes back. Yeah, that's awesome. So you left a little bit hungry for more and then you found a training group this year, correct? Did you train by yourself the first time? I did. I trained using an app Okay. Uh, and it was a little bit brutal, especially when it lost all my data six weeks before the marathon last year. And I had to go oh, no. figure out how to actually finish the year. Uh, but it was a... I was able to do it. I finished it. I only walked for about 20 steps while I drank some water because no one had told me the super special secret trick to drinking water while running. And so I found (laughs) that every other water stop, I just spilled the water all over myself. And I finally needed to stop and actually drink some water before passing out. So uh, that was the only stop I did last year. I felt pretty good about it. Okay. That is, that is pretty good. And you're right. It is kind of a um, strategic trick to get down how you're going to get your fluids down. So, so this year you have that more under control, you think? I do. And for all those listeners, you should join edge so that you can (laughs) in fact learn the super secret trick. Ooh, you're not going to share it on this episode today. I think you got, I think you got to come to the recovery lounge to find out that trick. Okay. Awesome. So, um, what led you to choose the edge marathon training program? So my mom and dad heard about Edge and they got me a one day pass and I looked at it online and I thought it was interesting, but it was, uh, it seemed like a big time commitment. And so after the spring half marathon this year, my legs were feeling a little tired. They were a little crunchy. Um, and so I decided to use my day pass and came in and got a chance to take advantage of all the Edge uh, activities. And 
found that I could actually walk pretty normally afterwards and felt pretty good. And while I was there in the cold tub trying to keep my mind off of how cold it was, <laughs> uh, I started talking to one of the one of the people that work at Edge. And she told me about the running team and how some ridiculously high percentage of people actually hit their goal time. Mm-hmm. And I figured, you know, it, it'd be worth it. It'd be worth it to give this a shot. And so I did. Amazing. So you went from a spring half marathon to hearing about edge and going for a one day past recovery and then pretty much being hooked after that. That's pretty much accurate. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Do you have a favorite recovery tool at edge or something you feel works especially well for you? I'm a big fan of the core, the core. Uh I don't even know what they're called, but the core thing that inflates and deflates and, uh, it helps the hamstrings or not the hamstrings, the, uh, the hip flexors. Yeah. It helps hamstrings too. If you need that, but for you, hip flexors, that's great. Yeah. So the core is, it's similar to the recovery pump boots, but it covers more like your midsection, like abs, lower back, quads, hamstrings. So, and hip flexors. I'm not going to lie to you. I also have fallen in love with the ice tub. So I know that's really saying something there <laughs> it's kind of weird uh but i revel i revel in the ice bath these days so yeah i don't know what awesome. that says about me well it does uh profound things for your body that's for sure so you must really feel the effects that's awesome um great so like in general what would you say um are some highlights of your training season this year so you're a week and a half out you haven't done the marathon yet but just looking over the past few months and the training that you've put in, anything that stands out to you? Yeah, we talk a lot about the process. So I've been pretty diligent. Uh, I think I've missed one run in 16 weeks. Wow. Um, so I've been really focused on just making sure that I'm knocking out the training program and not leaving anything on the table. Um, I would say the the thing that will stick with me is just the community that we've built. So there are I have probably 45 or 50 of us in the running group and probably 30 of us that show up almost every week for uh, both the Thursday night and the Saturday runs. And um, we've developed a really strong set of relationships, um, which is really great. And once you're sort of part of this, you know, the sweat bond is real. And so we saw each other. Uh, There was a group of four or five of us that were at the half marathon yesterday uh, and we found each other out on the course. And it was really fun, right. To know that you're part of this team and people think of marathon and running and long distance running as a really individual sport. But one of the things that we talk a lot about is the importance of team. And even though it's your muscles and you're doing the work, knowing that there are other people out there that are going through the pain and the punishment with you really has a, a a way of pushing you forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. I think um, that whole community piece is really essential to achieving anything great, really, but um, especially in endurance sports. So um, what would you say, um, or actually, I was wondering as you were talking, if you did you know anybody previously um, going into that Edge Marathon training group, or have you met all new people? So I met all new people, and actually one of the things I was most nervous about with joining Edge was that... Uh, I was nervous that Edge, that the marathon training group and Edge more generally were going to be filled with people that were real true athletes that were these superstars running three-hour marathons and 2.30 marathons and that I would sort of be the outlier and the odd duck. And one of the things, things that's been really great about the, about the marathon training group has been that everyone is accepting of where you come in and of what you're trying to achieve. And so even though my times are faster than some and slower than others, 
everyone there is excited when you break your own goals and when you are pushing yourself beyond what you thought you could get to, regardless of how that compares to them. And we're not competing against each other. We're really competing against ourselves. And the level of support has been pretty amazing. Uh, it's also nice not to be uh, all the way at the bottom all the time. So that's been good. <laughs> yeah, there's a wide spectrum of, of runners and different paces that have joined the group. So there's a place for everybody, it sounds like. Um, what have been some moments throughout your training where maybe you've thought um, either, why am I doing this? This is really hurting. This is so painful. And then vice versa, like, how could I not do this? Do you have any moments you could share on those two concepts? Yeah. So on a couple of the long runs, particularly when it's been hot, those are times where I'm just wondering uh, why, why I've chosen to get up at five o'clock in the morning, every Saturday, all summer, uh, put myself through the grueling pace, not being able to do some of the fun things that I like to do both with my family and with my friends on the weekends, because I'm so focused on running. Um, and there are times where your body just does not want to respond. And there, and I think particularly for someone like me who works in an office and, um, was not an athlete growing up. I don't know that I trained myself to have a lot of physical pain and to put myself in situations where I would have physical pain. And so, uh, it's been pretty interesting as you hit those moments to make that choice of, are you going to push forward or are you going to stop and being able to push yourself forward until you literally can't move your legs anymore? Um, stinks in the moment, but feels really great afterwards. Um, even when you push yourself to the point of such exhaustion that you can't move your legs anymore. Um, it's just a really interesting sort of intellectual, uh, psychological feeling. Um, in terms of how you could not do this, um, <laughs> there have been nights up on the 606 when we're doing our tempo runs where it's been hot and you're, you know, sweat is streaming down your face and you're running with your friends and you cross the finish line at Wells Park and you just feel amazing because you just sprinted it out the last quarter mile and everybody's cheering and everyone else is drenched in sweat and all you want to do is go sit in an air-conditioned car but it just feels so awesome when you get that endorphin rush that uh, you feel sad for all the people that don't get a chance to do that yeah amazing yeah and you mentioned that concept of the sweat bond earlier which is one of our axioms at edge so we use that phrase quite often but um it's really neat to just be with other people that are sweating it out with you that are pushing through the pain with you and um, sounds like that's what can really keep you going in those super tough moments. Yeah, well, I also think that there's a benefit to having a set of people around that actually want to talk about running and want to talk about the pain and want to talk about what you're going through. Because my guess is that similar to fantasy sports, uh, most people who aren't doing it probably don't want to hear about it as much as you want to talk about it. And so <laughs> right, right. part of the benefit of being at Edge is that you're surrounded by a group of people that are going through something very similar. And although... The hard times tend to not happen to all of us at the same time. We all have gone through it, and we've all been there to support each other, which has been pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, and you mentioned um, the Thursday night tempo runs and the Saturday morning long runs. Um, so this is part of what the, um, the Edge Marathon training program um, entails. There's also a strength portion as well, correct? Yeah, so I call that my millennial, my millennial strength training mornings. Okay. Uh, and that has been, if I were to say the one part that's been hardest about all of this have, has been the strength training. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh, Why? Can you say more about that? Because I'm just really terrible at it. And I think I'm strong, but apparently I am not strong in the way that we need to be strong to do that well. And mm -hmm. so uh, on the first day, I could hardly do any of it. 
Um, at this point, I'm doing probably 70, 75% of the of, of it, maybe a little bit more. That's huge progress. Um, which has been really good and really fun progress. And uh, Robin uh, coaches us every week and um, core is not my strength. Uh, and so she always likes to load up the core and then call me out as we are all getting to do extra core. Uh, but it's been, it's, it's been hard. That part has been really hard. I think we're seeing dividends. I think I'm seeing dividends, but that part's been the most challenging. Whereas, uh, going for a run, you can always sort of just figure out how to go for a run. Right. And you get the endorphins from that and everything. It seems like, you know, with busy schedules and whatnot, the strength can be the first to go. And actually it's a super critical component of your whole, whole training plan. Um, so beyond those three group workouts that you do together with people each week, which actually is a lot. Um, you do some of your own training as well through a Training Peaks program. Is that right? It is. Yeah. So two runs, Monday and Tuesday. Um, so I've been up at 5 a.m. Monday and Tuesday pretty much this entire summer. Wow. Uh, running along the lakefront, um, which has been beautiful. I've actually done a little bit of a project where every day I go running out on the lake on those Monday or Tuesdays, I take a picture from the same place uh, mm. at Fullerton uh, looking at the city. And so I'm excited to figure out what I'm going to do with all those pictures. I will say that the iPhone uh, sometimes doesn't take the best pictures in low light, but uh, it'll be cool. It'll be a cool memory to have that. Yeah, that's amazing. Kind of a reflection of your hard work, too. I like that idea. It's very creative. Just to remember all those really ugly mornings when you the last thing you want to do is get up and go for a run. Right, right. How do you feel afterwards, though, after you get up at 5, do the run, come back home? I feel generally pretty good. I think the challenge for me is that I've got a really long commute, and so then I get to go sit in a car for an hour. But... Um, the nice thing about running and part of why I've stuck with it is because when I'm out on the trail, when I'm out, when I'm out running along the lakefront or wherever I'm running, um, it's a really great opportunity to just sort of let your mind go free. Mm -hmm. Um, and I find that I get a chance to do a lot of good thinking and just sort of prepare myself for the day ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, part of the time you're certainly focused on what it feel, how your body's feeling, but especially on recovery runs, which tend to happen on Mondays. Those are just really great opportunities to sort of clear your mind and do some thinking about what your week's going to look like. And so that's been a really nice thing to have. And actually today I was sort of, today we're recording this on a Monday. Uh, yesterday I did a half marathon in 90 degree heat. And so I took today off and it was kind of weird not to, not to go for a run. So I guess I've missed two runs this year. Yeah, well, that's doing pretty darn good, I would say. Uh, and post-race, it's always nice to give your body a little bit of a break. How did that uh, half marathon go for you yesterday? There are days when running is fun. Yesterday was not <laughs> one of those days. 90-degree heat is, is pretty brutal, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen that number of people that had passed out on the side of the road. So I felt good that mm-hmm. I made it through and I was able to kind of keep mm-hmm. cranking. Um, but it was it was a hard it was a hard day to run. It was one of those days where I kind of questioned why I was doing this. Sure. Um, but I'm glad I knocked it out right before the marathon. Give me yeah. a little bit of a boost on my way in. That's great. And did you have to reframe your mindset around that race in terms of pacing and whatnot just because of the heat? Yeah. So I had already backed it off of what I was originally going to run yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at about mile six and a half. I decided I was not feeling great. Um, it was getting really hot. And where the race course went, there was no shade at all and there was no breeze at all. So it was just emanating heat everywhere. And I decided that um, one of the things that's been the most challenging for me with this training program particularly is knowing when to back off and knowing when to not run as hard as you possibly can. And so I felt pretty good that at mile six and a half, I said, you know, there's no, I'm not, I'm not, uh, going for an Olympic qualifying time here. Like, let's just get through the run. Right. Um, and so, so I did fine. It was fine. And, and frankly, my, 
my place was was pretty good considering how slow I ran. So that's great. Yeah. So you ended up with a result that you actually were proud of, but sounds like process wise you had to tweak your goals a little bit. Let's not go proud of. Let's just say <laughs> we're pleased that we finished. We had a. Yeah. It was nice to be done at the end of it. Yeah, and you had buddies there too. Like and I had buddies so there too. Makes it a little bit better, also. Yeah. Nice. And you're right. It's kind. Of, it's a kind of a good um, pickup or confidence boost before your a race, which is going to be the marathon coming up so soon. So you're in Taper Town right now. And how's that going for you? How's your body feeling? And what's your mind doing? I think I'm running for mayor of Taper Town. Uh, <laughs> so. I don't know. I, I don't think it's sunk in yet just because yesterday I raced. And so sure. I think my body just needs to kind of settle into it a little bit. I think my big challenge is how to stay off my feet at work, how to just do the right thing and not force myself to go for runs. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you get into such a rhythm and you it becomes so intense during the first 15 weeks that we're all together that it's hard sometimes to really pump the brakes and start to take care of yourself in that way. And then also making sure that you're eating right at the right times right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that always is a challenge just because when you walk in at work, you know, your focus is on work until you leave. And so how do you find the right time to make sure you're getting the right hydration to make sure you're getting the right food at the right times? Mm-hmm. So for you, does that mean just planning it out the day before or just being super intentional and you know conscious throughout your day? It's more just really focusing on it and carrying a water bottle wherever I go and uh-huh. making sure that that's constantly refilled. Um, and then also just working with my team to make sure that I have the right some breaks built into the day so that I can actually go and get the right food and get the right sleep, not at work, but after work. <laughs> yeah. um, so just making sure that I'm taking care of myself in these last two weeks because with intensity at work, intensity at home, and then intensity with running – uh, you know, you have a tendency, something's got to give and that something is usually sleep. And so I'm trying to over index right now and making sure I get enough sleep. Great. That's a good idea. A lot of people that you're right, that is uh, tough to squeeze that in and it's easy to dismiss it, but super important for your body and rest and recovery. Um, you mentioned, um, home life too. So, um, so we should mention you're a dad. You have how many kids? Two boys. And how old are they? Uh, Blake is seven and Hank is almost four. Okay. Yeah. And so what do, what do they think about you doing all this running and, you know, all this training? Are they aware of how you're spending that time? They are definitely aware of that time. <laughs> um, and they, they always question if I'm sweaty enough when I come home, <laughs> if I've run hard enough. Um, it's cool that Blake, my older son, is getting into running and he's actually going to do his first 5K. He did his first triathlon this year. Amazing. And did very well. And then he's going to do uh, the 5K, the turkey trot at Thanksgiving awesome. uh, with me and my wife. And that's pretty cool to get for them to get a chance to see um, me doing these races and then for them to get to participate and want to participate is really awesome. Yeah. Um, just because my family, we did not come from uh, an endurance sport family, at least on my side. And mm-hmm. so it's, I feel really proud that my kids get a chance to see me doing these things and getting a chance to see my wife do triathlon is pretty cool for them. So hopefully they're building that muscle memory or at least that intellectual memory so that when they're my age, they, they're looking at marathons as easy and thinking of whatever their next big accomplishment is going to be. Yeah, you guys, it sounds like are just amazing models for them and in the fitness world right now. Would you say, have has it always been that way for you or was there any shift along the way? No, so my wife jokes that when she and I met, which would have been 12 years ago now, uh, it wasn't really a joke. I couldn't run a mile. Um, wow. I remember we were... 
we were on vacation and we borrowed some bikes and about a mile and a half in, I had to stop and take a break um, because I just hadn't ridden a bicycle and I hadn't run and I just was not into athletics. And so there was a shift probably four years ago, as I say, where I kind of got started to get serious and interested in running and in health and in being a little bit more fit. And then two years ago, got very focused on it um, and decided to just really push myself and decided that I wanted to change pretty much everything about kind of my physical appearance in terms of my weight and in terms of how much I was exercising and what I was eating. And so it's been a really interesting lifestyle shift because it's part, it's all integrated at this point, right? I mean, your home life, your family life, your work life, and then it all kind of comes together. And so the choices that I make impact my family, the choices that they make impact me. And so how does that whole system work together? And that's been an interesting experience to go through for them and for me, I think. Um, Mm. But I certainly have a lot more energy now. And I'm certainly, I think I'm a lot more fun. Although I don't know, we'd have to ask them if that's in fact the case. I bet that has to be the case. You've got all those endorphins going now too. And the increased energy is is always helpful. Um, That's really amazing though. So that sounds like an incredible life change in so many ways just four years ago. Well, really two years ago, you said, is when you started endurance running more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so focused a lot on weight loss um, and on just trying to get my get my physical shape in in line with where I wanted to be and intellectually yeah. allowing me to do some of the things that I wanted to do. Um, we moved over near the lake here in Chicago and mm-hmm. it, I really wanted to be one of those people that was out pounding the pavement every weekend. And nice. so for that to happen uh, and not to hurt myself beyond repair, I had to lose some weight um, before I was able to do that. And so I was able sure. to get that done. Yeah. What was, was there any like main motivating factor for you in making some of those changes? Yeah. So my boys, I think were probably the motivating factor. You know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be there and for them to see healthy choices that I was making, or at least choices around sports and that they could, that, that they could overcome challenges and, um, that I was there to help them overcome those challenges and that they could see that it wasn't just me talking and then going off and doing whatever I wanted to do, but instead that I could be a role model to them, uh, and the choices that they were going to make. Yeah, that's really amazing and really powerful and such a gift to them as well as I'm sure maybe they'll see later if they don't quite see that now. Um, Let's see. And you mentioned your wife is a triathlete. She participates in the Chicago Triathlon. Okay. Once a year. Yeah, that's a great one though. Yeah. That's all right. That's the city's finest triathlon. So she, both of you would have been doing a lot of training this summer then. How do you, how do you juggle both of you training and, you know, being at home for the kids? How does that all work? Yeah. So my wife, Nikki is a spectacular athlete. And one of the frustrating things is that she does not have to train all that hard and still (laughs) does amazingly well at all of these endurance athletic events. And so, um, I will say that I'm sure she would have wanted to train more, but she knows that she can train less and still do great in her event and knows that I need to do all the training that I'm doing so that I can do my event. And so she's been really supportive of allowing me to get out and do those things that I need to do. Um, But I will say that one of the things that we try and do is sort of integrate family time with athletic events or being outside or Mm. doing things with the kids wherever possible. So... Um, this summer we did a, a bunch of biking with the boys, um, 
historically we've gone over to the lake and gone swimming and the boys will play in the sand or they'll come and play in the lake while we do our laps uh, individually. Um, or uh, I still take naps. So <laughs> uh, so the boys play quietly while I'm napping and uh, Nikki can go off for, for a run. But yeah. it's hard. It's hard. The, the, the most precious part of, of thing that we have beyond our family is time. And so how we allocate that has been has been really challenging and thank goodness for technology that allows us to figure out how to at least schedule ourselves as best we can. Yeah, that's great. It sounds like it's pretty well planned and extremely intentional and you, you've found a way to creatively make it work for everybody, which, which is really a a challenge, like you said, but, um, also good to hear that it's doable, you know, for, for both parents to, you know, engage in a sport and then also be raising your family at the same time. I would recommend having a wife as awesome as mine. That makes a, that makes a lot of difference. Aww, shout out to Nikki. That's shout awesome. out to Nikki. Um, who uh, is going to be supporting you on race day? Who is anybody coming out to, you know, cheer you on? How's that looking? Yeah. So the marathon we run right near my house, and actually okay. we go both directions uh, as we run through Lincoln Park, and so. Uh, Nikki and the family will be out with a table and donuts for our neighbors and friends to meet over in Lincoln Park. Um, so they'll catch me. Uh, so Nikki and the kids and my parents, and then a number of friends and neighbors will all come out and catch me in Lincoln Park. And then I think, uh, everyone's going to go over to 17 to mile 17 and hit the edge, uh, the edge booth, um, and cheer from there. And then, that's going to be a fiery, cheery squad over there. I hope so. I'm yeah. pretty excited about, uh, I can't remember what I wrote down for my power song, but uh, I've got a couple of good ones. It might be running on empty from Jackson Brown because right around then, okay. right around mile 17 is when it. you need a little bit of a laugh. Yep. Um, and then if this year is anything like last year, and I hope I feel a little bit better this year, um, Nikki will meet me at the end after we go through the gauntlet of trying to get from the finish line to actually getting to see someone that yeah, likes us. Yeah, that's always a lot. It's like a marathon after a marathon, I know. It's just yeah. brutal. All I wanted to do was sit down, and no one would <laughs> let me sit down, and I just wanted to walk. And I actually ended up just lying down right past the end, right past the exit for like 10 minutes, and I was totally miserable. And then I sat up, and I was totally fine. I was like, oh, we should do this again next year. So um, <laughs> That's how it goes, right? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, a power song earlier too. So um, Edge has a little tradition now. One of our uh, employees, Kelsey Offner, will offer to play um, some of the athletes' favorite songs as they pass. So we try to track you and your pace, and then as you're coming, try to blast the song that you picked. So that's what Josh is referring to. Um, but it's kind of a neat way to just personalize the, uh, the support out there a little bit. Yeah. So the one thing that's great about the Chicago Marathon, um, I actually think it's easier to run, at least my experience of one of these, is that it's actually easier to run that than some of the long runs just because almost every step you take you're having, you have someone that's cheering for you that has no idea who you are, doesn't know you, doesn't doesn't have any affiliation with you, and is still there just like cheering you on and pushing you forward. Um, And it's amazing how much that helps as you're sitting there kind of grinding it through and you're just ready to be done and you got a lot of miles left ahead of you. Right. Yeah, exactly. I I couldn't agree more. I've done the Chicago a couple of times and I've learned that high energy races are the best races for me because I've, I've done them elsewhere as well with uh, less support on the course. And that's a challenge for me. So I really thrive on the, the energy around me and the people. And Chicago is a really, really great one for that. 
Um, what would you say are some of your goals for this marathon? It's your second. You've trained harder. You've trained differently this season. What are you looking to do on race day? So I'd really like to break four hours. I'm putting it here yeah. on record, awesome digital. Awesome declaration. Um, I'm still in negotiation with Robin uh, around what my what my marathon pace should be because um, she's pushing me to up my marathon pace faster than what I can envision. Um, but excited about hopefully breaking four hours. I'd love to do negative splits. Um, I think that would be really powerful. I think that'd be really cool to do. Um, have you done that in some of your training runs? Can I've done it in some of my training runs. Running? A lot of my training runs, I've done negative splits. That's um, great. but we'll see. I mean, I think, I think the big thing for me, the last, the last part is I find sometimes if I get so focused on the numbers, I forget to look up and enjoy everything around me. And I want to make sure that I actually take a chance to look and experience all of the cool sights and sounds that you're going to find out on the marathon course. Right. Um, that's one thing I'm really proud of from last year, beyond the fact that I only walked for 20 steps, uh, (laughs) was that I actually took the time to sort of look around me and see what was going on. Um, and, and just remember that like, this was a pretty cool journey to get to this place. Right. Um, and how do I make sure I take full advantage of it? Cause who knows how many more of these things I'm going to do if I'm ever going to do it again. Yeah. Oh gosh, you will. Come on. You already came back for the second. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it, that's always a tough thing thinking about the future and, and where you're headed next. So, um, now that you're working with coach Robin though, at any, to any extent you will be pushed <laughs> to continue further and harder down the road. So you can be sure of that. How, uh, are you planning to celebrate that day? So what, regardless of your end time result, because who, who knows the obstacles that can come up on race day, You've got to have something in mind, a way to celebrate your training and your process and whatnot. Do you have any ideas about that? Well, hopefully everyone's leaving their doors open and cranking their air conditioning right now to try and cool down <laughs> Chicago because it's really hot um, out there. Amen to that. Um, Couldn't agree more. So let's just put that out there that we would really like to cool down Chicago for the yeah, next two weeks. Agreed. Um, and then after October 8th, feel free to go back up to 80 degrees all the way through winter. Totally fine with that. <laughs> Um, so I am actually going, uh, meeting a bunch of friends and colleagues and family, um, at my favorite fried chicken joint, um, in Fulton market. It's, uh, Gus's fried chicken in Fulton market. Um, it is spectacular. Um, and I will go, um, I have chosen not to have a drink in a couple of months and might have a beer if I can stay awake that long, Mm -hmm. um, and some fried chicken and some fried okra and not worry about it, not worry about running the next day. Um, but before Absolutely. I go to Gus's, I'm going to, I've already scheduled my time in the boots. Uh, so I will go and enjoy Perfect. a little bit of a recovery, um, and some iced coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Flush your system first and then go That's right. enjoy the food you want to enjoy. That's right. Um, smart to make an appointment too. That's one of, um, Edge's busiest weekends of the year for sure is a uh, marathon weekend. So a lot of people will be getting their what we call pre-covery on, which is going maybe the day before and getting a good flush of your system prior to the race. And then race day coming in right after and then the day after um, Monday, Columbus Day, right? I, I believe that's day. correct. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be, we'll be a full house that weekend, which is so exciting. The race energy is super exciting. And this will be actually your first weekend being there yes. on the Chicago Marathon. Because when did you join Edge? Back at late spring, maybe? No, I joined, I joined in July. Oh, midsummer. Okay. Yeah, midsummer. Yeah. 
Excellent. So gosh, you've only been there several months, but it's, you've um, obviously, obviously have a lot of stories to share already and um, have put a lot of time into that space and the community there. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, the community has really, it's a very welcoming community and it can be really intimidating um, just because you look around there and you see well, first of all, they're all younger than I am, which is not that cool. That's uh, not true. I will well, say sure, that. It certainly feels that way. Um, and the ones that aren't younger all seem to be better athletes than me. But um, it's been it's been great. And the nice thing is that we share in each other's successes and we share in each other's suffering out there. And so that's yes. that's been good. And then you can also leave it there and go back and be with your family and not have to think so much about it or at least share it because you've had a chance to at least air your grievances right. at the weather and the course. Yes. Uh, with people that care. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Kind of like um, encapsulates like this special time with other like-minded people. Um, so I agree. It's, it's nice to have people to process with there. Uh, I know, I think a couple weeks ago, Coach Robin had you write down a mantra and what we call like your why statement for why you run. Um, the mantra she had you write on your arm, I believe. And then the why you wrote in a little card and put in an envelope. So I was curious if you could talk a little bit about that, what it was for you, what it meant for you. Sure. So my mantra um, was grinded out. Okay. Um, because for me, running doesn't come very naturally. And so there are times when it starts to get hard and you just got to you know, put your mind to it and just start pushing that rock. And so that's that's how I think about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't think it would be that appropriate to write curse words on myself. Uh, in case, <laughs> I'm in sure case, some people did. But I'm sure they okay. did. But uh, in case it didn't come off. You have two I was little not, boys at home. <laughs> I was not ready to explain what those words meant to a new reader. Probably a wise choice. Um, for me, and then what was written on my card, there were a couple of things, but families are really important things. So certainly my boys, certainly Nikki mm-hmm. and my parents, but also my grandparents um, and the struggles that they went through so that I could have the opportunities that I have and reminding myself that putting myself through a few hours of pain is nothing compared to what they went through and what others go through. And so how to, mm-hmm. how to put that pain uh, in perspective is really important for me. Um, and then also just that I take full advantage of all the gifts that have been given to me and all the privileges that have been given to me and reminding myself that, uh, that just cause you, just because you have a lot of opportunities doesn't mean that you can sit back on your laurels. You need to continue to push yourself in new and different ways. And, and so that was really, that, that was really meaningful to me. It didn't help, unfortunately, because I still bonked out uh, 19.6 miles in, um, which I'd never done before. But um, certainly to get to that 19.6 was really important. Um, and it was really helpful to just continue to look at my arm as I pushed and pushed and pushed and remember what was on my card. Awesome. Um, those are su- super inspirational. I think it's always nice to hear from from other people, um, what, what their mantras are, what, what the whys are, and we can kind of encourage each other with those. Um, well, we'll wrap it up shortly here. Um, was wondering, you know, if there's anything that you would, um, share with maybe a newer runner or somebody who's, you know, either looking to make a major life change like you did a couple of years ago or looking to do their first ever marathon, but is maybe quite scared and has a lot of self-doubt, what would you say to them? 
That's a hard question um, because I think it's a really personal decision to do that. And nothing that anyone was going to say to me was going to get me to change either my behaviors or to get me to do this. It was something that I had to want to do. And it was something that I had to choose to do. And frankly, it's something I have to choose every day because the reality is to do any of these things and anything that you're thinking of that's outside of what you're comfortable doing requires a choice every day to do that thing, right? I would much prefer to sit at home and eat ice cream and cheeseburgers and pizza uh, and fried chicken (laughs) Um, than to go out running and to eat salads and not eat any of those things that I love to eat. Um, But I have to make that choice every day. And so I think what I would say to that person is you can do it if you make that choice and if you have the want to, um, but you have to have the want to. Right. So, Um, So it has to be sort of this internal desire from that person. Um, but then in terms of like support and accountability, what, what would you say about that? So it's good to have a community of people that you can talk to about it because you will go through those highs and lows. Sure. And it is good to have a group of people that can help to ground you and remind you that it's all for fun at the end of the day. I mean, we're all choosing to do this together. Right. Um, and I think that those people can be there to help you get through the hard times. But at the end of the day, And this is just the Josh Milberg perspective, but I think you have to really want this for yourself. And if you're expecting anybody else to motivate you to do it, it's going to be a really long slog. And you're going to come up with every excuse that you possibly can to not do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're open to the coaching, if you're open to the community, if you're open uh, to all the support that you can get and you couple that with a real strong desire to actually want to get it done, the sky's the limit. Like nobody, I guarantee anyone who's listening to this that knew me four years or earlier in my life that I haven't talked to in many, many years would never have guessed that I would have chosen to run marathon. Mm. Um, Going back to my gym teachers and grammar school that took one look at first grade me and said, you know, weightlifting and football might be a much better choice for you than running or Wow. Uh, any kind of endurance sport all the way up through college and into grad school and, and into work. And so it's a pretty, it, it's one of those things where you can do it. You just have to decide you want to do it. Right. Yeah. sounds like you've had to break through a lot of barriers um, there. That's uh, you have a really powerful story. Um, and I, I like what you're saying about the daily choices, you know, that it's, it takes those little, maybe minute what seemingly may be simple choices, but day after day, moment after moment to actually get where you want to be. And, and, and the support and the accountability from a community is great. But what I'm hearing you say is it's, um, it's really gotta be you that wants to change. Yeah. And once you make that choice to want to do it, once you show that want to, it is amazing how many people are there to support you to actually live it. Mm. Um, People who have nothing to gain and nothing to lose if you fail, but who truly, genuinely invest themselves and invest their energy in you to make sure that you're successful if you show that you want to be successful. Right. Um, And that's a pretty awesome thing. I think that's true in life. Um, And it's, you know, in many ways, marathon or half marathon or endurance sports or sports in general are a microcosm of life. And Absolutely. Yeah. I think that this is one of those situations where if you put yourself out there and you say that this is something you want to do and you commit yourself to doing it, mm-hmm. that there are certainly communities that of people that will be there to support you. And, right. and you will find yourself being supportive to others as they're figuring out their path. Sure. 
Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share with us, Josh, that I haven't, that we haven't gone over or I haven't asked? I do it for the chocolate milk. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. There's just nothing better at the end of a run running up Cricket Hill. For those of, for those of you in Chicago, yeah. the run up Cricket Hill at the end of a really long, really long, long run. Uh, and then Robin has, Robin and Brian have placed lots and lots of chocolate milk out there for you that is a pretty good moment thanks to josh milberg for joining us for this episode and discussing the impact of community in his training this year in his words don't forget to grind it out and enjoy that chocolate milk